0: Doing what I want. <laughs> I did it for the of the shit. Welcome in, everybody, to episode number 32 of the Fantasy Firebox. John. it sounds like it's been so much longer than 32. I I think, I mean, we have 150, a heat ratio. I don't know where 32 comes from, but whatever. Uh Um, I'm Tony J. Socontillo, joined by Mr. John Coker. And back once again, Miss Anne Shore at A-N-E-S-H-O-R-R. S-H-O-R-R, really easy. So get the followers up. And Anne is coming straight from Vegas. Listen, you can see the background. She is living it up right now. It's 80 plus degrees. Oh, uh, she's having a good time. And thank you so much. Welcome back on the show.
1: Thanks for having me. Always nice to be here.
0: Oh, man, I tell you, there's a lot of jealous people right now. I can tell you that. Yeah.
1: Me, right? me, me. I'm just grabbing money and going. This is a quick trip and I will be back here in the March or August for the summer NBA league.
0: <laughs> love it. I love it. And listen, the last time you were on, you gave the a minus eleven Villanova. You hooked everybody up. Again, you can follow uh you can follow Ann at PickDogs.com. Uh she does pre-won picks there. Uh would you go live every day or every other day on the, dry, the, the drive the
1: drive? So just like either once, twice a week, usually. Okay. I have a busy schedule, but I get on, you know, as much as I can. So last week was crazy busy. I didn't even I don't even think I know I didn't even get on last week and then the week before that I was on twice so it just really varies on my schedule. Yeah. You know,
0: uh, you know how busy it, I can be. <laughs> busy is good, right? Yeah, busy exactly. Is good, is good. And listen, the NCAA. I I I, I want to dive right into this because I personally, I used to be a big college person back in the day because I was a big John Cheney guy and I, I used to love the Atlantic Ten when they actually had the A Ten. I go back to the Palestra and things of that nature. But I've never really bet on college because I've always been scared because I, you know, it, it's like you just never know when the NCAA. Tour it comes up. It could be anybody's play. It doesn't matter. You see the Cinderella teams, the Gonzaga's of yesteryear, right? But then you always know that, that players like Duke and Kansas and UNC and Nova are going to be there. But what do you kind of, do you have any kind of, like, I don't want you to give away your strategy, but is there any certain thing you kind of look at when you're talking about NCAA?
1: Yeah, so it's interesting. Um, lately, I've been I've been kind of really following a lot of the Mountain West, and um, okay. i will start off by saying that. Because this is the first time in a while in years you have seen so many Mountain West teams are making the tournament, and you know, like you said this is anyone's game. I mean, for instance, St. Joe's. I mean, they were they didn't want any games all year, and now they're just winning a bunch. And it, it's it's really you gotta. It's hard to tell because yeah, you know the one thing this time we are in a you know we're in a pandemic where there ain't, there's not really any fans in the stadiums. You, know, you have one or two college games going on with fans, but it's i love you i try to get out to as many games as i can to feel out the energy and it's it's a different kind of energy you got to go look at these you got to go with teams that um are winning and are playing well and um without fans in the stadium and you know they get their energy and their motivation from each other um, and one thing i will say is yeah you can't underestimate some of these teams i'm i am leaning towards you know utah making you know top eight final four they some of these mount west teams are going to come out and surprise us and um gonzaga you know they they are they are dying for a championship here and this team is they just i i you know that's one of the teams i've been riding with um i i don't i'm not big you know i haven't really been on duke much and uh We can dive deep into that, but I'm really looking at one thing to watch out for is what I can recommend uh, people viewing the show right now is start doing some research, start doing your homework on these Mountain West teams. They're going to be the ones that are really going to surprise us um, in the tournament this year.
0: Now, it's funny. I I want to ask both of you, John, I'll go to you first because. You know, when I even look at college, I don't even look at the players. I look more as a coach. As I said this before, I think coaches win tournaments, in my opinion. So I'm always looking who's on that front line, who's on that bench, because I feel like if you go with those unbelievable coaches, you get, remember gosh, from back in the day like a Bobby Cremens or a Nolan Richardson or a, a Dean Smith or a Roy Williams, and now you have Jay Wright going over We've been talking about it all week. Johnny, you look more towards coaches or you look more towards the team and the and the luster behind it, you know, kind of like the heritage, so to speak. Yeah,
2: I don't really look at coaches, but you have to look at those big programs that are there year after year. The Dean Smiths of North Carolina, the Krzyzewski, although, you know, I I was a big ACC guy. But, you know, so call it what you want. It was the program. Did the coach have something to do with it? Absolutely. But I also think there's so many more surprises nowadays then we think of when we think about those historic coaches, you know, of of powerhouse teams. I mean, I, I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of dark horses nowadays. I mean you look back, what was it? Butler was in the was it Butler that was in the final eight, I think uh, you know, a handful of years back. Um, or no, George Mason, I believe. George, George Mason was Mason. George Mason. <laughs> I don't know if they might even been in the final four, but I, I made out real well that year. I remember that. So but I think there's a lot more surprise teams. So I don't really look at coaching as much as, you know, what teams are catching fire.
0: That's a good point because you just never know. That's what's so great about the field of 64 is you just never know. You always know that some of those top teams are always going to be there. But, uh, you know, just to see that Cinderella factor. And I I know, and just from a handicapping perspective, you know, some of these teams, especially, I mean, that George Mason year, I can't even imagine how much money people won with such an underdog like that. Is there any like one team that maybe I know you mentioned Mount West that maybe that you think could make some noise? In this tournament,
1: yeah, I mean, you're looking at it's so funny because, like, I've just been lately on the West Virginia. I mean, and, I do, yeah, <laughs> and it's funny. John, John had mentioned, um you know, the players over the coaches, and I completely agree with that. It's it's really comes down to the, especially not having fans and stadium. Um, But the one thing I do like about uh, West Virginia is you got, it's a shade they lost in that overtime last night, but they weren't favored, but they, that uh, their coach, Bob Huggins, he just, he is a win. I mean, he knows how to coach to a win. He does. And uh, plus on top of that, those players, they just, they have a lot of heart and determination Um, looking ahead, really, uh, you know, Baylor's a good team to look at here. Um, I like, uh, I definitely am leaning towards Gonzaga, there i think it might just come down to this they're definitely gonna be in the top four it could just be we i think it'll you know it's gonna be around with one of them i still diving into this a little more um
0: oh yeah it's early
1: but i i'm like i've been so obsessed with these mountain west and it's like it's just ridiculous and um i i think we're gonna be very surprised this year and the one thing is i'm fading duke for sure yeah I just, it's, they're not, you know, they had the Zion had Zion Williams for that one year. And after that, it's just, they just, a completely different team and there's a lot going on. And it's also another fact you have to consider too, is with the pandemic, what game, you know, if, if there's going to be players that are going to be out or if there's going to be games that, you know, could be canceled. And I've been looking at another thing is like what the teams, you know, what I'll do is once the teams start getting in, Um tour, you know, making, you know, once you got like a list of like the top 10, 16, whatever, sweet 16. I'll um start looking at those teams and break them down individually of okay, how many, you know, with the players and who who set out, how many games did this player set out, how many games were canceled because of COVID. You gotta factor that in as well. That's that's another thing that people aren't thinking about right now.
0: It's a good point. That's I, a good point. I,
2: I have a question, if I could chime in. Yeah, man. So, you know, and I love March Madness. So if you had to pick, look, obviously, we don't know the ones and two seeds. But in general, just take the top 10, you know, uh, that we have now. Or if you want to put someone else up there, out of those teams, which team do you think will be out first? <laughs> so think of oh, your top 10. Which, uh, which of your top 10 don't, do you think can have an early exit? And I know it's early. I don't want to put you on the spot. I can, I, I can run down so run down the top ten to help you. I mean, your
1: top ten. I would.
2: Oh. Well, I think honestly, you was, ready was for this? I'm anyway. going to blow your mind.
1: I'm going to go with Michigan.
2: Oh, there you <laughs> go. You know what? That, that's the one. That's the one that I would go with too.
1: I, I, uh, I, i probably have to lean towards Michigan on that. They. They're just not good. <laughs> uh, 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 we, uh, I just started. not get into that. But I, if I had to pick, and it's funny, I would, I would definitely, I would, I would say
0: Michigan. Yeah. She was like, "They're just not good." I love it. Just I, just
1: like like uh, <laughs> and I I love. School, you know. they they're, they're, they're football, but I, you know, it just, I just Michigan. I just there's something about them. There's something, and I wish I could go see them play. <laughs> <laughs> but it's,
0: yeah.
1: i would definitely lean towards michigan on that one
0: the funny thing is i feel like and and this is no disrespect to the the wolverine alumni here but i feel like they've been riding the coattails of a fab five forever i don't know like maybe it's just me but like since the fab five if like have they ever been that good again like i i don't i mean maybe just me because not watching college basketball like like yeah I know, but i just well, I feel like here. riding that forever
1: The thing is about Michigan too. It's a big public public team, so the public for some reason just loves taking them. They love Michigan, and uh, you know, I just I just think they're gonna be a big
0: letdown oh my god i listen i, I, I always
1: believe get as much as i can i never I doubt,
0: listen i don't doubt it i i'll tell you like we, we were talking about this on the gambler the other day because the odds came out and i listen i know they're, they're, they're plus 1200 but i i still like villanova's chances to get to the final four i, I you know whenever you have a coach like jay Wright, yeah uh, I just, I, i'm sorry but i know they lost to butler the other night and i know it was it still stings but I, I always look at teams like that. I mean, you mentioned Bobby Huggins I love Bobby. H- Huggy Bear is one of my favorite coaches, man. <laughs> Huggy Bear is, I mean, from, from his days the a Bearcat in Cincinnati, it's always been one of my faves. But how about you, John? You're on the Michigan wagon saying, as you're picking early exit too, or what?
2: Yo, you know I'm a Penn State alum, okay? <laughs> a Penn State alum will, will not pick Michigan for anything. So, you know, if... No, can't do it. Sorry. I don't care what sport. I would love to see my Nittany Lions in the tournament, but maybe next decade.
0: You never know. Never say never, right?
1: Never say never, right? <laughs> never.
0: We've learned that this year for real. Never say never. Ain't that for real. But let's get, in the, you know, before uh, – actually, we got a fun second plan. But last week – or I should say, I think it was two weeks ago uh, when Ann was on the show. It might even be three weeks uh it's, but, been a, it's been a little bit that's all right it's all good. Busy, yeah. you know, that's a good thing that's a good thing but she gave us a fantastic free pick out there for everybody and i by the time the show got over i couldn't even get the bet in so i missed out uh which was Vill- uh, villanova over marquette minus 11 right Is yeah. that right so and and it hit and tonight i think you have something special for us that, are, are you still going with the same thing you mentioned to me earlier you know what? Let's do it. <laughs> I love it. I love it, and I'm a. I'm. I'm a write it down right now. I'm i I'm, I'm a banner. So, what are we going with tonight? Yeah, you
1: know, we're gonna do a little. You know, the Villanova one. That was a, a. That's what I call a ten unit play tonight. This one's a little bit smaller because I am gonna take a total. And you know, we are in March Madness, and. They, you know, things are heating up, it's getting a little crazy, but we're gonna go with the total tonight instead of a spread. And I'll keep it with college basketball. I think next time I come on your show, I'll start doing, I'll do a little NBA. But, um, so we're gonna be looking at uh, the Maryland and Northwestern game. And the total's sitting around uh, 131 and a half right now. I haven't checked it to see if it's moved or not. The game's not to, uh, for another hour. So you guys have some time to put in your you know bet on that one. Uh, well, the thing is with this game it's your big it's a big tent so uh last last year the teams played each other uh the total was also set at this at 131 and that ended up wow. being yeah 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 since so it ended up going over last year it was a 143 maryland won 77 to 66. um I see over looking at the action going in on this game. uh, It seems it's about 50 50, but the big money right now is going in on the under and um, yeah, you have Maryland who's ranked seventh in big 10 and you have uh, you have Northwestern who's ranked 13th and the spread is mine. It opened up at minus four and a half uh, and favored for Maryland. And it's, it's truly mind blowing because it's like, why is this so little? Like, you had you had a uh, northwestern they went on a 13 game losing streak and finally got a win over uh, minnesota i believe it was and then you got a uh, maryland who's on a five game winning streak and this team just they just uh, keep rolling with it but uh if you break it down number wise uh, uh northwestern is putting up about an average i think it's like 70 oh it's gonna Think of this year like 71 points per game, and Maryland's putting up around like 69 points per game. And uh, points allowed, Maryland's allowing, you're 65, and uh, Northwestern's allowing a little bit more than that, about 71, same as they same as they score. Uh, But uh, I like the over here. You know, Maryland is shooting over 46% from the field goals and Northwestern shooting 44% from the field goal. So it's like you almost have a 50% chance every time they shoot inside, you know, the arc is going to go in. And uh, the thing is funny about this uh, Big Ten game is Northwestern is home. And uh, in Big Ten, really, it's – you see, you know, these home teams, they could dominate and, uh, you know, crush. They crush and dominate pretty much. And uh, the what it breaks down to is like, uh, why is this spread only minus four, minus four now? It was opened up, like I said, minus four and a half. And I think tonight what we'll see is a high as a fast-paced game we're gonna see a, both these teams come out and if northwestern does keep this within the spread then you know I would expect this to go uh, hit that one you know hit hit past that 131 and a half. and uh, really it comes down to is like I just see the score being well over 70 to 60 something um, and uh, the interesting thing I I pulled up was um maryland's defense is ranked 51 and uh, in the ncaa AA, and northwestern's defense is ranked like 211 so usually when you have a um solid defense oh and back to the i'll go back to the offense real quick i'll enter uh north uh maryland's ranked sitting around 220th for offense and northwestern sitting around 173 172 for their offense, so usually we have a dominant defense, versus um, you know, you have, a, or excuse me, when you have Maryland's defense, it's worse. And usually when it's worse with a better defense, you are going to see going against a team that's ranked higher in on offense than their team. The scores tend to go higher, especially in the Big Ten. Usually it seems like it could be neck and neck, but about, about I would say, 76% of the time they do go over so yeah i really am expecting this to be a fast-paced game and uh, one thing we will see is uh, uh the foul shoot the fouling at the end so when both teams go into the bonus we're going to see um if northwestern's down we're going to see them to start foul and try to drive it down and get a quick two and that that's enough to me to really put this over
0: I love it. I, listen, I, I don't know how. Listen, you you just spent like three to five minutes talking about Maryland and Northwestern. I couldn't even tell you. Uh, what, I couldn't even tell you what the mascots are. Okay, you're like, I love this. This is what I love.
1: I've been obsessed with this game lately, and I don't I know it. why. It's the worst. I don't know why. I'm just like, let's go. I'm ready to see what happens here. But,
2: hey, but listen, which, listen, I'm obsessed with
1: the spread too. I'm like, this is weird. So. And nah, I'm checking what the public's on for the spread. And it, it's to me just what's decide what I decided to do is go with the total here.
0: Well, let's see if we can go two for two here. On, on, I
1: on. know, I know we're changing ah, up with like the it. total. I like, it. I
0: like it, but no, that's that, that's great. Listen again, uh, the short, we're gonna call this the shore bet. The shore bet, we got <laughs> Maryland, the Northwestern taking the over 131 and a half now. Uh, come with that great analysis. I got to have a little fun before I get you out of here. You got about, we got about three minutes with you on the line here. And me and John are going to get into some dead to me list. And, and, and <laughs> we say this all because there are people I can tell you right now that I don't care how good they are, I will never, ever draft them. <laughs> start them. Keenan Allen is my public enemy number one, by the way. But is so is there a team, even if yeah. they look so juicy, it doesn't matter, they're just so dead to you that
1: you're
0: <laughs> not to you oh, at all.
1: well, we'll get into this with football <laughs> with <Kyle's> football. <laughs> <laughs> I have a big list with that. Um, you know, I uh, John mentioned the a 10 earlier, and <laughs> we'll start with that one. Uh I would I would go with George Mason in the in the A ten. They're on my dead list. Uh, I love it. Just I just can't get the job done. I, no. you know I I just went to a George Mason game and um that's right. <laughs> and I took the under for that game, which hit, but I put a small bet on. it. And, you know maybe and they've been on my deadlist for a while you know if they go into double overtime with st joe's and you don't get the job they they won but again they didn't cover and it's the fact that even st joe's at the time was playing with like six players and they they still it's like you're you can't take you have to go into double overtime to beat this team um but perfect example like they were down by i think they were minus oh god like minus seven or something to start with but they were down by like 13 at halftime, and then they came back and they won by like five. And it's like you know, if you just are able to just have it down, only down by 10 at halftime, you would have covered. And I was at that game, and it's just, it's just like they weren't taking. I was yelling, "Take your time, take your time." They just weren't taking their time. They're just rushing in, trying to shoot the ball, and they, they just miss after miss. And the other team rolled right or George. Well, it was George Washington. They played just rolled right over them and it's like this is a team that you should easily be by double digits especially when they're ranked much low. you know uh, george mason since i believe i haven't checked the rankings lately they're around in the middle and george washington is near the bottom so there so
0: this
1: one you're dead there, to me
0: team <laughs> well, there, there are though but but you're right it's it's you, you need more it's like you expect we're not asking for much here and I, you know i'm not trying to be greedy but just do your job like in football <laughs> kicker, right just kick the damn ball man That's what you got one job to do just do it right and so there's there's oh man i, 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 I could be here all night talking about my dead to be less everybody's on a dead to me less i'm telling you
1: yeah and i was like it's like halftime and i'm in Virginia, and I can't put a bet in for George Mason for what it was. I think the spread had gone to like plus four at halftime, and I'm like, Oh, uh-huh. they're easily going to cover this, and I couldn't do it. So I like text a couple of my friends, I'm like, Put this in, make quick 50 bucks. So they made out all right, which was Check nice. Out.
0: So you, I, um, I need friends like, Hey, here you go. Like Just a
1: few of my guys that they love their live betting. I love live betting too, but
0: if that's the new thing, dead. man. You don't have live betting. Acting is key. It and really I'm,
1: great. I'm like, this is great. Usually, I'm screaming at the TV, and I just scream at them in their face. <laughs> <laughs> I but, love. Uh, you. okay. Yeah, that,
0: that would be one my. Uh, that's great, but listen, I know. I listen. It's eight o'clock, and I know you got some stuff. Oh, I appreciate that, on, right? <laughs> so I, I know you got a roll. I want to thank you as always for 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 coming on this show, Come on this program. We're gonna get more of you as soon as you have time. Again, the short bet right there, Maryland, new Northwestern, take the over one thirty one and a half. The total again at A N N E S H O R R. Okay, it's that simple. It's her whole name at. Go follow her. She does pre-owned picks for PickDogs.com as well. Uh, she's, she's killing it. She's in Vegas right now. and Stewart, thank you so much for joining us. And hopefully we'll get you back on next week.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Tony. And have and a safe again. trip.
0: Have a safe trip as yeah, well. Yes, thank yeah. you
1: so much. And, uh, yeah, I should be looking to be back on next Wednesday. So
0: Awesome. Awesome. We'll, uh, we'll probably great.
1: dive into NBA then. <laughs> yeah, I love <laughs> I it. They're on a break. I think they're on a break. Is it? Yeah. 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 You know what? We'll have to. Well, we, can, the we, can, we can talk. I'm undefeated
0: yeah. in NHL right now. So. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I like and again, that. everything's
1: That's documented that. over at Pick Dogs and Sports Chat. So
0: Sports Chat, right here. Listen, uh, it, it's all right here. Please check her out. She's on there. Yeah. There's the sites right there. PickDogs.com, place.com. Check her out. Sports handicapper answer. Thank you so much again. And you, thank enjoy you gentlemen.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Enjoy thank your you. night. All right, you. (laughs) Thanks.
0: Take care. There she is, ladies and gentlemen. And sure, listen, John. Let me tell you something. (laughs) I say all the time. When I when I hear her spitting out numbers like that, I I I I get excited. I do. I I just absolutely get excited. I'm like, wow. Like I I I I could I couldn't break that down like that if I tried, man. I really couldn't.
2: Yeah, that that's way more in depth. I mean. Uh, You know, I do a lot of research, but my research is done usually like on a weekly basis or something. I mean, for for the things that she does in the in-depth, she gets into particular matchups, like she said, Maryland Northwestern. You know, like that's not like it's a marquee game and you only have, you know, a couple days to like actually, you know, do your research. You got to be on top of your stuff, man. And she is.
0: Yeah, she, I, I, listen. If anybody's going to Vegas, man, like she's just roll. No, she's straight, just rolling out there, playing some games and coming home, and, and she already knows she's gonna win. That that that's when you know you're legit, right? That's when you know you're legit. And you know, it's funny because uh, give a shout out to my my girl Tori from A 2 D. Uh, you know, she hooked me up with Anne and 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 Tori's wonderful as well. And she's like, I think. I, I think this is this is a girl you guys could really kill it with, and and Anne just got started on Twitter. She's not a big social media person, right? But she talks numbers. And John, you know that it's like the perfect marriage too here because John's not a social media guy either. He's just a numbers guy, John. Right? And, and, and I know you can respect that she's not all over social media like that. Yep. <laughs>
2: yeah, social media is. I yeah, it, that's a that's a tough nut to
0: crack for me. It is. It is. So let, let, let's let, let's do this. Be, we'll, we'll make the fun segment towards the end. I want to go less than. Is it just all a fun segment? It I is, mean, come it on, is. let's That's get right. real here. It is, but we'll get I, I'm gonna get real excited about killing people off on my dead-to-be list. Okay. So that that that's gonna be fun for me later. So let, let let's get right in and get a good idea talking about some NFL running backs, free agents. Okay, and, and uh, there's a lot of big names, a lot of big names. And we're talking about this based on a fantasy level, okay, where we may think they could wind up, and if they wound up at that destination, what it would do for their fantasy uh, you know, appeal compared to what they were last year. The first guy, John, and and I'm going to let you talk on him right now because what I'm going to do is I'm going to go on social media right now and I'm going to tweet out that Maryland Northwestern pick for everybody to get on that because I got about an hour before tip off uh, the, the short pick. So let me ask you this, Aaron Jones, you know, does he stay in Green Bay and you keep hearing about Miami? It feels like the dotsky connected him to Miami. Now I don't know if he'll go anywhere else. I'm not sure what kind of money. I, I'm guessing he wants about fifteen million dollars per. Not sure if that's going to happen. Okay, with the Green Bay Packers, you know you you already see guys like Joe. Listen, he was drafted in the same class as Mixon, Dalvin Cook, Kamar, Christian McCaffrey. They've all signed big deals. The lowest being Mixon at twelve million. So you know he's definitely looking at about eleven to thirteen. I would say so number one do you think he stays in green bay and number two if he doesn't and let's just say he goes to the miami dolphins what does that do for his fancy appeal for you
2: um
0: that's a good question uh i don't
2: i don't think he stays in green bay um i don't think they're gonna pay up for a running back um they drafted aj Dillon. he had a very brief showing but what You know, I think what they saw, they would rather take that money and spend it elsewhere than um, pay Aaron Jones. You know, the we know the the, some of a lot of those guys got paid, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're gonna be worth it. Um, You know, there's you look at the Levy on Bell, you look at Todd Gurley. I'm not saying that it's age is definitely a little bit different, but just a point. You know, it's not ideal to start paying up for running backs in general, uh, in my opinion. Um, you know, you have a good offensive line, an average running back can get through that hole. You know what I mean? The way you are truly elite is taking that great running back and tying it up with a great offensive line. That's where greatness really comes in. That's where a top three pick comes in. You know, it's not one without the other. Um, so a lot of it has offensive line. Um, you know, you, you mentioned Miami as a landing spot, um, I don't know what they're going to be. I don't know what their plans are down there. I mean, Gaskin had a pretty darn good year. Um, I don't know what his contract situation is. Um, He he probably has another year or two left on his rookie deal, I think.
0: I think he's at least one.
2: Yeah. So, and then you got the Salvin Ahmed. Both of them played really well when they were in the game. Um, You know, I don't know. Do they pay up there for Aaron Jones? I don't know how much of a, uh, you know, I do believe Aaron Jones is physically probably a top 10 running back in the NFL. Um, but you know, you have a good, you have a decent line, their offense, you know, from a rushing standpoint, I mean, it was working p- pretty well, but if he does go to Miami, I think he will have a killer year because, <clears throat> The running backs in the Miami offense also got peppered with passes. So he, you know, he had some really good games with Green Bay, but he was also hit or miss. Like a lot of times he would either explode or just, you know, I uh, had uh, whatever, 90 yards, no touchdowns. Like, well, that's good, but that's not what I need from you. Like I need more. I need I need those touchdowns in those games. I need to see four or five, four or five catches, six catches, not one, two catches. That's what you need out of them. And, um you know the backs in uh, Miami last year they caught a lot of balls so I think it would be a really good fit Aaron Jones down in Miami um you know and we're gonna talk about some of these guys you know a lot of it obviously has to do with landing spots so sure. you know if we got if we got, a, if we got a, sec- a 30 seconds I'd like to pull you just in general so the potential land I'm not saying tying the running back I'm talking teams, that would potentially need a running back. So I have my list here. All right. Okay. I'll run it down. You tell me if you agree that they're in the market for the guys we're going to talk about. So yeah, Arizona, wrong. Arizona, Chase Edmonds, are they looking?
0: I think they are. I do because I I, I think it showed last year that when Kenny Drake was out, I mean, we were all on that Chase Edmonds train a little bit. So you I know you are you're 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 very analytical with your stuff. I know I was like, oh. Chase that a lot of people were and he floundered, so I think they're looking. All right, Atlanta, Edo Smith, Brian Hill. Oh, yeah, they're 100% looking, right. Girl, he's done, All right?
2: Assuming Aaron Jones walks, Jamal Williams is also a free agent. Does Green Bay need a running back with that AJ, is- with potentially only AJ
0: Dillon? Well, that's what I was going to ask you. I I think they were kind of showcasing A.J. Dillon towards the end of the year to see if maybe he could handle running a rock. So I I honestly think Aaron Jones is definitely gone. I don't think they need to run it back because I think they're going to go all in on Williams and A.J. Dillon. I think that's going to be their one-two punch. All right, I'm crossing them off the list.
2: Seattle, Carson and Hyde are both free agents, which leaves them with Rashard Penny, who I don't think he's played more than 10 snaps in four (laughs) years. That dude cannot be on the field. Basically, it's him and a bunch of other, you know, Travis Homer, Alex Collins, DJ Dallas. You know, I mean, they have to need, they have
0: to be on the need list. You can't count on one of them four guys. Well, here's my thing. They, you know, I I guess. So how do I answer this? Because I, I think they bring back Chris Carson. So, okay.
2: But right. if if they don't bring that's them re signing them. So right. fine. But they need to do something to that running back. Yes. Board. Yes. Okay. 100%. So a yes. Yes. Yeah. Right, we're 100%. Cool. Here, a little cup. Two dark horses. Go ahead. Washington with Gibson and McKissick. Would they be in the market? No. No. San Fran Ooh. with Mo- Mostert and Wilson, but Coleman's probably walking. The way no, they want to run the rock. They like them three-headed they love
0: monsters. It. They, they love it. They, Do you I, think they would be I, in the market? I don't think they are. I, I think are they, they really, really love Jeff Wilson. Buffalo. Yes,
2: 100%. Yes. yes. Jacksonville. With James Robinson and whatever heck kind of rebuild they got going on down there.
0: <laughs> what is Were, Urban
2: Meyer? Would, they, would they
0: potentially be looking for a running back? I think so. I think because Urban Meyer wants somebody that's gonna be that Warwick on to style running back, and that's not James Robinson.
2: Miami, you don't think they're sold? Do they need a running back? Or Miami, you think they need a running back, Aaron yes. Jones? Yes. <laughs> The New York Jets, which I refuse to even list out the running backs that they currently have. Cool, because man. what they have- ran with last year, it was blah. That's what I wrote down. Uh, yeah, 100%. And last, Pittsburgh.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, it- Obviously
2: it- need yep. a running back. Now, will they pay up in free agencies? Whole different question. So, basically – that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight landing spots. That's who we think needs these free agents. Yeah. So it's Arizona, Atlanta, Seattle, Buffalo, Jacksonville, Miami, Jets, and Pittsburgh.
0: Well, uh, Brian, it. In. what's up, Brian? He says Aaron Jones of Miami truly the best fit for him, but Atlanta and possibly Buffalo would make sense to me too. Above the rest, listen, I, I, I'm I'm totally agree with with, with, with Brian right here. I Miami just seems like the logical fit, but I I just think that I, I don't think that Buffalo got what they wanted with Zach Moss. And I think that obviously they're not sold on Devin Singletary and they know how close they are to getting that chip. I think they go all in on aaron jones i do i i mean now you you look at this free aging class and we're gonna get into some names but you know he is the cream of the crop okay and you know after that it's kind of like you know top three i'm gonna guess would say aaron jones probably chris carson and and probably Kenyon Drake. So and, and James Conner, you know, we don't know is it more James Conner? Was it more the team? And and John will touch on that because he is the the, the Pittsburgh guy here. But I, I I think I see Buffalo making a tremendous push for Aaron Jones. I do. I, I I think he makes much, much, much too much sense for them not to look his way.
2: Uh I'm I'm with uh, Brian. I think uh, Miami's the spot. I think it's a perfect fit. And you know what? I I don't think the mentality in Buffalo is to land that expensive running back. I I have a feeling that they're more comfortable taking another shot in the draft, picking up a guy. You know what I mean? There's a lot of college running backs that fall to the second, third, fourth, you know, even fourth round that can be good NFL running backs. So I think I think they do get a running back, but it's via draft.
0: I you know I could definitely see that one hundred percent. I could definitely see that. Obviously, because of you know the way that they are built, you know they are spending a lot of money across the offensive line, on the defense, in their you know in Stephon Diggs, in their wide receivers. So I just I think they're really close. Brian made a good point about the offensive line. Very very strong, and they're so close to that chip. I just, for me, I I, I think they don't look at the draft, and I, I think they sign somebody. But let's let let's get besides O.C. because it's fresh on my mind now. Is the James Connor effect? I I, I have to ask it, you, in your opinion, it, you know, was James Connor? I know he dealt with a lot of injuries and he had a lot of different things going on, but was it more the offensive line? In Pittsburgh, or was it more James Conner? In your opinion,
2: offensive line. So, so James Conner, do you go somewhere
0: and and returns the form? In your opinion,
2: not saying that. It, it, <laughs>
0: look when when you're when you're a playoff team and you
2: rank in the bottom whatever. I don't even know officially what they were ranked. I don't have it up in front of me, but they were had to be bottom five in the NFL in rushing, and you're a playoff team. That is not just a bad running back. That is not just an offensive line that can't run block. That is both. Because if you have one or the other, you ain't going to be in the bottom five. So it's both of them. Um, You know, when the offensive line – look, Connor can run through a hole, all right? He's a pretty powerful guy. But the other thing was – look – it was a miserable year and think about the progression of the Steelers offense. All right. It was big Ben throwing the short passes. There was no threat of a deep ball. So all these linebackers were always just sitting there waiting for the short pass or stuff in the run because they didn't have to worry about dropping a ton of guys in coverage for like long periods of time. So it, it was, everybody was crowded up to the line basically. So he, look it. The line didn't block. He's running laterally instead of north and south. I can't tell you how many plays that he just tries going like right around the tackle and ends up like going out of bounds like for a zero-yard game. So some of it was the offensive scheme, Ben Roethlisberger, how the offense was working. Some of it was James Conner. Some was the offensive line. It's not a fix one thing and it'll get better. Um, in terms of James Conner somewhere else, I think, you know, I think he would be a good fit in Buffalo. And I think you could get him a heck of a lot cheaper. I mean, I, if you put him behind a, defen- a decent offensive line and a team that is willing to commit to the run, I think he could be a real value to that team. So, cheaper version of Aaron Jones, basically. I don't know. I don't know what Connor would command
0: in the market. Hmm. That's interesting. I wonder what he would look at to command. Uh you know, let let me go on the the site here with their, you know, predictions for PFF and we're talking prediction James Conner 3 years 20 million. 10 million total guaranteed at signing so an average value of about 6.7 million a year. So, he's definitely he's half of what Aaron Jones is going to get. Half of it. So you could be right. I mean, you know, he could be a poor band, you know, Aaron Jones. I, I'm just not so sure because, you know, it, to, to your point, it, it's a little bit of both. I feel like when Benny Snell came in at times, he looked really good. Uh, he was the faster of the backs, obviously. But then there was also times where Benny Snell looked really bad, which would lean back again to the offensive line. So I, I, I just have a problem with his health that's my biggest thing and, and and the funny thing is you'll like this <laughs> their prediction says the Jets <laughs> uh-huh. oh no, yeah. the prediction says he's going to the jets so I mean we'll we'll see about that I just I have no <laughs> faith in him to stay healthy John I don't
2: and and he might not I, I I'm not saying right now I could bank on him for 16 games I mean I think he's he's maxing out at 14 games I mean I will say that. But, you know, the 14 games he does play, he could do a lot of damage if he has a decent offensive line. And if he misses them two games midseason, that's fine. If it's at the end of the year, that's a bigger problem when you're going into the playoffs. So, yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that injury risk is is something that's real with him.
0: Yeah, well, first it was the concussions, which is always a problem because concussions can linger he's had multiple concussions uh so you know he's already susceptible right and that's one of the biggest things especially in today's nfl right i mean you you get dinged just a little bit and you're in trouble so it's definitely something to look at now the other end of the spectrum here is you wrote down these teams and we talked about arizona and Kenyon drake who you know we look at that. He he was a free. Uh, he was a fantasy football darling for a little while there. He you know, and, and then he kind of he tailed off, and then he kind of picked it up again. Right? I listen. We're only talking about a twenty-six year old running back. We're not talking about a guy who's been in the league for ten years here. Uh, you know. But again, he he is a guy who you know who who was. So here you go. I'll read you the the, the overall grades right now, so everybody can hear it. It says that. He generated 2.5 yards per carry after contact and broke 31 tackles, which was that's really good numbers. But the lack of dominant production in a number one role will immediately scare off plenty of teams, and that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the inconsistency. He was up and down, up and down, up and down. There was t- there was times where he was like had a game where he'd rush for 15 times for 30 yards. Right, I mean, it it, it was it was crazy. I mean, there was, but then there was times he was able over four point five yards per carry. So you know, he was expected to have a tremendous year in two thousand twenty. Because remember, we, we, you know, I was that numbers guy. You always tell me. You always say you can't do that because I remember coming in the last year in the offseason and saying, Yo, Kenyon Drake, if you look at his numbers, if you project them over a full season, man, this guy's a number, a top five running back. And you were like, You can't do that. You can't do that. And John, this is why, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. There's, (laughs) uh, yeah, there's certain guys that, uh, yeah, it's a nightmare with. And, uh, you know, when we, when we get to, uh, our, our, what, what is it, the dead-to-me R- yeah, list? And the R- dead-to-me R- R- list, I have a guy that fits that same mold because <laughs> of the same
0: reason. That's great. So. That's great. I love So,
2: it. I look, I while we're doing this, I want to line up. So where do we say Aaron Jones goes? I think Miami. Brian thinks Miami. I when say Buffalo. You got to put Buffalo. You, you got to make things difficult. I have to. Carson, you say, well, I just want one list to see what ah. the consensus is, but that's fine. Carson, do you think he goes back to Seattle? Yes. All right. We got to So where do you think Connor goes? Hmm. Does he go to Miami?
0: You know, no,
2: no. You know I, where I think he would be a good fit? Yeah, it's all to me. I weird. think, well, I
0: think he would be a good fit in Seattle, truthfully. He could. He, You know what? He could be. He's that kind of back, right? He, He's, he's definitely that kind of back um 100 I, I i could definitely definitely see him i you know and i can't up. i can't see drake anywhere
2: maybe the jets i don't know who wants the drake
0: like, <laughs> <laughs> who, uh, yeah. but but in reality who's
2: who willing wants- to give? who's uh. willing to give drake uh, you know what I mean, and and pay him like a number one running back. Like, do, do you really, if you're going to go out and get that free agent running back and pay for him, that's the guy you're going to
0: take. Like, hey, how about I'll, we do this? I, I'm going to switch this off for you because now you just you just you, you, you gave me an epiphany here. I just had a thought. So let's say Chris Carson doesn't resign with Seattle, and let's say that you you that that James Connor goes to Seattle, and I'm going to take Chris Carson and put him in Tampa Bay. I I I am gonna put him in Tampa Bay. And I I'm gonna take Kenyon Drake and say the Jets are gonna be that team to to, to overpay for another running back and they're gonna go and get Kenyon Drake. So I think I I, I like how that that, that kind of comes to fruition there. I I, I do. I, I really do. Now Arizona still needs a back. I, I think Arizona goes the draft route, to be honest with you, but one name. I, I will tell you to look out for, for Arizona is Mike Davis. I, I, I like, I like Mike Davis. I think, you know, that seeing what he did in Carolina, uh, you know, being that pass catching type back and, and being that alpha dog, that lead bull, I think he, he legitimizes that offense in Arizona. So I, there you go. There there's my predictions right there. And you know what? I'll give you the wild card. Let's just have some fun with this. I'll give me the wild card. Lev Bell. Our boy, our old boy, Lev Bell. I think he he becomes a Miami Dolphin. How's that? Let's go, Lev Bell to the Miami Dolphins, and and, and call it a day. You like that? Yeah,
2: I guess. You know. <laughs> and,
0: and What's here, up, Mike? It, ah, look, Mike wants to know who's uh, going to overpay for Juju. There you go. There's another question. Who could to overpay for Juju? I I don't
2: I don't know. I'll, I'll think about that in a second. I don't I don't I don't know who's going to, but I know who's not going to, and that's Pittsburgh. <laughs> so. Yo,
0: hold on. I, I I got breaking news here. Okay, I I I I got. I'm going to see if I can get this. John, while you're talking, I'm going to see if I can um if I can get this for us. But, uh, yeah, you're good. You're good. We're, we're good. Right, can, so, well, I, I got some good stuff here for you. It's, right, not so, even, it's not even full related, but it'll be fun. But go so, ahead. Yeah, what were you saying?
2: Okay. So, one, we didn't fill the Pittsburgh running back situation. Ooh. We didn't fill that hole yet. All right. Okay. And we didn't even talk about the guy that I want them to get so bad. Marlon Mack.
0: Well, that's – I thing. want him.
2: I him. I want Marlon Mack. Like big time. That's the guy I want. He do- he doesn't have that high price tag. I think he's an amazing back. If it wasn't for Jonathan Taylor or getting hurt, I'm telling you he's a beast. And he's he's one of them guys that dude, he wants to run you over too. He ain't he that's what the Steelers run game needs to get back to. And I think getting a back that's willing to do that, I mean that's the guy that I think look is there risk his injury? Absolutely, but um, you know, I think it, I think at that price tag, the value. I mean, it's it just the the potential outweighs. You know, it's a huge
0: value. Mike says I see Bell in the Miami scene as well. No income tax. Uh, he in yeah, Marlon Mack isn't in anybody. He's a free agent. So you know, it it it, it, it it's funny, John, because. Now that I'm thinking of it, you, we left out Pittsburgh. You're talking about more, but you know what? You, Mike Davis could be a nice. Even though I say Tampa Bay, Mike Davis could be a nice. Or here you go. How about Leonard Fournette? Leonard Fournette is the prototypical. I'm not saying he needs to be your number one, but what I'm saying is he's a prototypical running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers, in my opinion. He's that bull ram, right? You know, he. I just, I his battery ram. I could see him. I could see him in Pittsburgh.
2: It's all about the price tag. I don't think the Steelers should pay up for a running back, and I don't think they will pay up for a running back. I like the value of a Marlon Mack and plugging him in there. I like drafting a guy in the second round or whatever. Look, they got to clean up that offensive line, period. All right? I don't care. I don't care if you can go get – if you get Aaron Jones and stick him in that same offense behind that same offensive line, Aaron Jones ain't doing squat.
0: I like so, it. I like it. Now you're 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 right. I mean they they de- uh, listen. Bringing Big Ben back, right? Bringing Big Ben back, and, and I know we talked about that. And, we, and you know we'll have other episodes about that as well. But so l- let's just say the list is what it is. So let let, let just taking teams out of it, or even if you want to label them the teams like we wrote down on paper, who makes the biggest fancy impact based on what we're talking about here. This year, I mean, listen, there are, one of the big reasons why Aaron Jones was so good because he played on a team like like the Green Bay Packers who who constantly were causing attention by guys like Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, right? So if if he were to go to a team like a Miami, okay, he, he's going to be zoned in big time. If he goes to a team like Buffalo, he's going to have the same kind of issues On a positive side that he had in Green Bay, because he's going to have Josh Allen, he's going to have Stephon Diggs, right? He's going to have the you know the attention grabbers like he had in Green Bay. So, who makes the biggest fantasy impact in your opinion?
2: I still think Aaron Jones, wherever he goes, is the biggest impact. Um, You know, like I said at the beginning, he's a top ten running back in the NFL. So, I think wherever he goes. Look, the team that pays up for him is going to, you know, you're not going to have the last place team paying up for Aaron Jones with no, uh, you know, plan. So I think he goes to a team that needs one additional piece. Um, You know, Miami's intriguing, but I think he would be a good fit there if they want to spend. Hey, look, if all he wants is money, he can get, he could go where he he could go to the Jets. I wonder (laughs) how he would perform with the Jets. That's the biggest question of them all. Um, but you know, I, I mean, truthfully outside of him, I, I mean, I don't know what uh Marlon max recovery time is, but I really think that, you know, if, if he's back to full speed or something close to it, he was never a burner. It's not like he was going to run away from you or anything, but he could catch the ball out of the backfield. And look, I mean, even if it's not fully like at the start of the year, I think he could be a very big surprise to whatever team he goes to.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. He could be because he, he showed how talented he really was. And he had some major, major games, big time. And, you know, obviously they're they're full speed ahead with Jonathan Taylor and, and they still have Naheem Hines. So obviously it makes him expendable and you know, there was a lot of talk about him and the Philadelphia Eagles having some kind of marriage because of uh, Nick Sirianni. So uh, it's an interesting dynamic because guess what? What you just said about Marlon Mack—if he goes to the Philadelphia Eagles, just. Just take that right out of the equation because it, his fantasy value is just dead because of you know you have Miles Sanders there you don't know how they're going to run do the running back so uh, you know it, it, it comes full circle it really does but I got to show you this John this is this just popped up and we're gonna get we're we're gonna get to the dead to me list in a couple minutes but I I, I just you know I was putting the short sure bet on you know online so everybody could get it and and then I come across this. Which I love it. You know I'm a fan. Oh. But, oh my God. No. It, that's power Jack bomb. in the ring, okay, whipping a power bomb. Oh okay, in AW like are you serious oh. right now? Look at this. No. <laughs> How can you not love? I mean, Shaquille O'Neal doing his thing. I, I know it has nothing to do with fancy, but <laughs> man, I will tell you what, man. This I mean,
2: was, wait, this was your breaking news. Yeah, wait, let
0: me just yeah, clarify.
2: This was your breaking yeah. news.
0: Look, look at how big this dude is. No, I like oh. he's gigantic. He's not even a wrestler. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I can't. I I love. I love wrestling, man. I love it. Oh man, I can't. I I just couldn't believe that. I had I had to throw that out there. Oh, I didn't you know. Sha- Sha- Shaq is my man. He is yeah. my man. Let me tell you, man. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Oh, Shaq as the power bomb. I love it. But uh let's let's get to this dead-to-me list. Okay. I I figure we go about an hour tonight and we got about five, 10 minutes left. And we had some wonderful things from Anne Shore, as always, at A-N-E. A- S-H-O-R-R. It's it's so simple. Anne Shore. A n n e s h o r r. Go give her a follow. Um, she's doing some stuff with us at Heat Ratio Sports. Uh, you know, we're gonna try to get her on a guest as well. For you know, we just signed a brand new show here on the network, uh, Betting for Breakfast. Mark Drumheller and Dave Glock. So we're gonna try to get her as a guest on that show as well. I know Mark should be reaching out to her. So for all you handicapping people out there, go check it out. She's legit. She knows her stuff. Listen, anybody that's in Vegas, just to pick up some paper on, on must wins. You, you, you know she knows what she's talking about. Just listen to her down George Mason of all teams tonight, I mean, and Northwestern. Like, come on. The only other person I know that could do that is my boy Drum. So, they'll be a match made in heaven. Um, Very glad, Coach Dave. turned me on to you guys. Love listening. Have a good night, Joe. Oh, Brian, thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. Uh, any 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 friend of uh, uh, any anyone that's a friend of Coach Dave is a friend of ours. I can tell you that. Uh, Coach Coach Dave was uh was having a good time last night with his biggie song. So uh, we we, we, <laughs> we had we had Coach Dave. He was calling him Big Poppy. Is that a Big Poppy. Big. <laughs> I was like, yo, Dave, come on, man. It was fun. But uh, let's get into this Dead to Be listen, because I have a lot of fun with this. And John knows I'm a little over the top at times. And I, it's 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 why I got the name Jigsaw. I can't help it. It's in my nature. The energy you see is not from five-hour five hour energy drinks. It, it, it's, it's not from, you know, I'm not shooting eight balls up in the bathroom. This is just who I am, right? So I'm probably going to die very young of a heart attack because I can't help myself. But what I will say is... There's certain guys that have to be dead to me when either I am drafting on a fantasy football level or fantasy basketball, fantasy baseball, if I'm taking them in a DFS matchup, if I'm taking them on a parlay. Listen, I would tell you, I'm going to give you three right off the bat that come to my mind, two of them just this year, okay? Patrick Beverly, okay, completely dead— bury him alive he's completely dead to me okay twice I needed one stinking three-pointer from Patrick Beverly to win two grand on a parlay and he couldn't do it one for five Pat get lost I'll never touch Patrick Beverly again another guy is that stiff Kelly Olynyk. I don't even know why I was selling myself on Kelly Olenek and at DFS. Listen, he was consistent. He was 20, 25, right, for like 4,500. Go start Kelly again. I guess guess his hair was too tight that night in the ponytail because he stunk it up too. Two nights in a row, gave him another shot. He's dead to me. And then the all-time dead to me list is this is hard. It's Keenan Allen. You will never see Keenan Allen on a Jigsaw Cotillo fantasy team. And I know John shaking his head. He wants to draft with me, but I'll tell you what. He bowed me two years in a row, okay? And guess what? Because of that, he gets the DTM label. So, John, who is on the DTM label on your team? Oh, you took care of some
2: basketball, so I'll go with my top two sports. Okay. Uh, So, football-wise, look, I'm sorry, Melvin Gordon – I can't deal with you anymore. Like, I just can't deal with you anymore. All right. Value, potential. Di- I can't deal with you anymore. Okay. Just period. So on that side, we talked about the guy that's up and down with the stats, right? I told you I had a guy for you. I, What's can't, up, I can't do Tyler Lockett. Can't do it. Ooh. Can't do it anymore. Cannot do. it. He is always at that bottom tier, or like the last guy in a tier of certain receivers, where it's like, okay, this is this is the last guy that I could even consider as like a pseudo number one. If the if I get to that, like if I have a Kelsey and two running backs or something, and I got to deal with Lockett is my number one, dude. I'll tell you what, that guy's gone. In terms of baseball, I'm sorry, Giancarlo Stanton, I can't do yes. it. To. Like, I'm just I – w- I won't do it. And and the one that has bit me, because every year I'm like, nah, nah, next year will be different. David Price, all right, he went and he was just so elite and then, like, had a little hiccup and then, dude, I'm sorry, I just can't deal with you. Can't deal with you. So th- those are my four. Melvin Gordon, Tyler Lockett, Stanton, and David Price.
0: You know, I'm glad you brought up Stan because he, to me, he is such a fraud in fantasy. <laughs> he is. I and listen in real life. He is. He, he he's so overhyped all the time, and he sucked me in a couple times. And he, you know, whether he's always injured or you know he goes to these really dark and gloomy slumps where he can't hit anything. Couldn't hit a beach ball if he tried. So uh, yeah. I'm with you. He, he, I do not take Giancarlo Stanton at all. He's on my list. I mean, you think about there's so many people that are on the dead to me list. So I think we're actually going to start. This is what we're going to do next. I don't know if we're going to do it. I think it'll be fun for football. And, you know, we'll start it for baseball. We'll, we'll, we'll let basketball ride. And what we're going to start doing is when baseball starts, we'll have a weekly dead to me list, and it'll just be that player. And then, you know, whoever's on the show, whether it just be me and John or, you know, may- maybe Ann has one for the handicappers. Uh, we have drum back on. Or, you know, maybe we have Dan or our buddy Dan Green on or, or who knows. But we're going to have a dead to me list. And then what we'll do is we'll keep track. And then at the end, we'll, we'll see how, how many people we had on the dead to me list and, and, and who the top guys were, how they kind of fared at the end of the year. So I think it'll be pretty interesting to kind of keep track of. So um I, I put the wrong tag here. That's the, uh, the short bet. But, yeah, listen. We put a lot of time and investment, John, in in, in these statistics and these research. And when these guys just don't perform, it's a really tough pill to swallow, man. It really is. So, listen, I hate to sound greedy, but they just got to do better, John. They just got to do better.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, we talked about having this segment, and I don't know what guy it is. I don't even know what sport, if it was football or baseball, but there's a guy that I've been hit or miss for like four years in a row like i'm waiting like i get the guy a year too early i don't get him the next year he blows up i get him the third year he stinks i let him go he blows up so like four years in a row i had him two years and i have him the two years he has a down year well wow. i forget who it is and it's
0: driving me nuts the funny thing is when you talk about that we're talking about this it's it really killed me this year uh, because in, in DFS, because, you know, if, if you know, for those listening and you, everybody knows I do a, um, that the DFS daily three play. And, and what I do is I, I pick that high, high tier, mid tier, low tier. And, and I'm always money on the mid and the low tier, which you would think they're the guys usually are, are hard. Right. But for some reason, my top tiers, I'm going for a five week straight snowflake streak here, man. Like I don't get it. Like it's like once it, dudes could score sixty a, a, a night, and then when Tony picks them, it's a thirty-five and it's a snowflake all the time. So, so I I don't know what it is. I'm like kryptonite to these guys, dude. I don't know. I don't get it. Well, you know, I
2: did. I did have uh, two NBA daily guys that were on my uh, on oh. my list, but they they weren't at your level. I got Trey Young and Luca Doncic. Yes, every time I play yes. them, they. They have the worst. I, I two different times. I had. I think I had like all flames except for that dude. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm like, dude. And not only once, but then it happens multiple times, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm not. I'm not spending the money on you. Like I'm just not doing it.
0: No, yeah, you're like I'm done. You you just cut bait, dude. You cut all ties. That's what you have to do. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I had Nikolai Jokic did it to me twice. Twice. I think he's got two. Two games under forty all year. They're both when I picked them to be my stud. I'm done. I, I, I'm paying eleven thousand for this guy. I can't afford a snowflake, man. Like it's just not happening.
2: I was I was putting in a lineup tonight, and I I was I was on the fence with James Harden. it was yeah. k on DraftKings. So I mean, if I mean that that's a that's a big nugget, and Real I mean. Big. I, I mean I, I think he was really gonna have a real game but that up and down there plus it's against Houston so uh, like I really think he's gonna blow up but is 11 K blow up like he could I could just see him you know not also
0: I had a I had a couple of people reach out to me because I, I I uh I didn't record live today. I kind of just threw the tweet out there and a couple of them were really in on Harden and predicting like 85 point nights, like 85. When we say that we're talking about DraftKings points and that's a big night. I mean, I had Joe and you had Joe when he had 92, but, 85 is a big night now. You know, he had some ridiculous stat line last game like 30 16 and 14. Yeah. <laughs> it was like
2: well, he, he got well he got triple doubles in two of his last four games, I'm pretty sure.
0: Yes. Yes. He 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 listen, he is taking on the role of Kevin Durant in being the the number one guy on that Brooklyn team. He he he, he kind of took, you know, a side a, a side step back a little bit. You know, with, with with Kyrie, when he said, "You know what? I will let Kyrie run the point. You know, I you know I'll just sit in the background. Not a big deal." But now that KD's out, he's just taking over, man. And and for all the people that say he doesn't play defense, come on, man, you ain't, or he doesn't he doesn't drop no dimes. You're not watching the game, man. Not watching the game. James James Harden's a, an electric player, and they're a scary team. But yeah, that to me list is always fun. Always well, and fun.
2: That, what, how, Houston? How are they even doing this year? Don't they stink? Yeah, they stink. Right, so I don't even know how much Harden's actually going to – that was the other piece. Are they really going to max him out, what, going into the the break? Are they going to push him that hard when you – you know, if they're up in the second half, I mean, how many minutes does he get?
0: I don't know. Like I said, just
2: paying up that 11 grand, it was just like another
0: reason in my head. Like, I don't know, what if it's a blowout? No, you're right. No, you're right. It's a good point because I didn't even think about the all-star factor. That's a great point. I didn't even think about that. This being, you know, some of these guys' last game before the All Star break. I mean, I I didn't even think of that. It's a great point. Um, I can't wait for All Star weekend. By the way, but uh, you know, was one I, I assume that's this weekend. Yes, yes.
2: And then again, I know t- it's not Are, the are they do? Part. I know they're doing the dunk contest. Are they doing the three point as well? I'm pretty sure. Yeah.
0: Um, you know, because I I, remember- I, didn't,
2: I didn't look at it.
0: Yeah. yeah, as far as I know, Ed, Damian Lillard was like the first one to um to put his hat in the ring for that. So, um you know, I'm, I'm guessing they are. I, I I have I know the dunk contest is set, but uh three-point contest, I'm not let me let me let me look at that cuz I'm I'm curious because I I know it was um it was back and forth. That is the one thing that like
2: I, I could. G- there have been years where I probably didn't watch one NBA game, but I will watch the dunk in the three-point contest. Like I've been doing that since I was a kid, man.
0: Me too, man. Me too. I it's mean, it's almost like a little mini holiday. You know what I mean? So here you go. So the three-point contest will feature Golden State, Steph Curry, Devin Booker, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, and Zach Levine. So Lillard isn't he in there. I thought he was, but he's not. Uh, the skills competition will feature Luka Doncic, uh, Chris Paul, Julius Randle, Sabonis, Nikolai Nikolaevich, and Robert Covington. And then you have Roto. the right, right. And the dunk contest will be. They always get the it will be Anthony Simmons of Portland, Obi Topin from New York. Cassius Stanley from Indiana. So uh, only three guys, only three guys. Uh, But it looks like Stanley's the guy that everybody's looking at. Uh, So we'll see. I I, I don't know much about him, but it says their two round competition will be judged by five former dunk contest champions, Dominique Wilkins, Jason Richardson, Josh Smith, Spud Webb, and D pump it up. Brown. Uh Oh, I, love I want. That. I want. I want to see Neek and Spud
2: together again.
0: Yes, exactly. That would be fantastic. That would be fantastic. I mean, listen, You, you think Spud could still dunk. Uh, you know what? I bet you he could.
2: I no bet way. you
0: could. No way. I, I would not doubt it
2: at all. I mean, but, ne- Neek that, could dunk, but I don't uh, think. I don't think Spud still got the
0: hops. I mean, how old Spud Webb got to be? It's gotta be 50 something, right? 55.
2: Yeah, 50. I mean you gotta
0: have a lot of hops when you're that small, man. Yeah, I don't know.
2: I would love to see him prove me wrong this yeah. weekend. I'd love if, to see it.
0: And we all know when you hit that like that like 35 to 40 range, you you start packing all a little weight. So I'm sure, I'm sure spud ain't. Super uh, super slim anymore. <laughs> Sp- Spud might be a full potato right now. We don't know. Uh, 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 yeah, man that 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 that's gonna be cool. I tell you what, this just gave me an idea for um for Sunday too, which is gonna be pretty cool. So uh, for everybody listening, as we close this out. Join join me Sunday. For the, the the weekly sports blend, I'm doing something a little different every Sunday, taking a break from DFS and fantasy and just talking real world sports. And, and we're going to it's a historic show. We just look back like last show we did uh, the last the, the prime stars last 20, 25 years. We had a lot of conversation with guys like Michael Felt. And 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 Steffi Graf and Greg Louganis Lance Armstrong. I mean, people that know like, that we forget how lucky we've been, and and so now what we're going to do is we're to do we're going to do years every week. So this this week. It's 2005, so we're, we're going to break down everything 2005 for for, for an hour. But it, bring, it makes me think I better have that 2005 dunk contest and three-point contest on there as well because uh, now I'm curious to see who that was. So there's some fun stuff. But as always, listen, we're going to wrap this up uh, for Tony Cotillo, John Coker, at T-Cotillo23, at Pgh john 36 at Heat Ratio Sports. Listen, there's a sure bet right there. We, we, we thank and sure we got about... 12 minutes to get that bet in if if you'd like to hit it it's the Maryland Northwestern game take the over 131 and a half at straight from Anne Shore at a n e at I would say I forget the other end at a n n e s h o r r on Twitter uh, she gives premium picks uh, for pickdogs.com, sportschatpalace.com, uh, sportschatplace.com. Check them out as well. Check her out; she's all over right now. She's in Vegas, living it up. So, uh, good luck to Anne. But as I like to say, as always, not only hit the subscription button, not only hit the notification bell, not only hit the follow button, but everybody stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll catch you next week.